You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Welcome back. This is Isaac Watson, and I want to thank you again for tuning in. I want to open up this episode by reading one of our reviews uh, from one of our listeners. And uh, this review is from Lauren Johnson. She said, Isaac is the real deal. His teachings are transparent and often address topics that the church may stray from. He has a personal touch that creates a safe environment, allowing him to connect with all walks in Christ. He's passionate and lives the life he preaches for real. Absolutely love this podcast. The teachings will bless your life. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, I know Lauren personally. Lauren is uh, one of my wife's actually best friends, and uh, she was one of the founding members of our church uh, when we started uh, Encounter Worship Center, and uh, she relocated to uh, Houston. Uh, but we still keep in touch. My wife talks to her just about every day. Uh, and I appreciate your words. Uh, it really means a lot to me. Um, I always want to acknowledge our, our listeners, those who tune in uh, to Church Talk with Isaac. And it does my heart glad um, to know that you all appreciate the podcast. You all appreciate the episodes. You appreciate the topics. And Lauren, I appreciate the fact that you consider me to be the real deal. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. Uh, listen, today I want to I want to get on a topic um, and I want to give you two different perspectives because I think that uh, for one, uh, this this topic today may not apply to everyone, but it is going to apply to those who are traveling in ministry, those who are itinerant in ministry. And itinerant just simply means that you just uh, you spread the gospel, you travel, um, you may travel from church to church, you may uh, tr- you may speak at conferences, events, whatever it may be, but your um, your voice is extended beyond the four walls of your local church. Uh, And I want to talk about some of the conversations that are brought up and uh, some of the things that goes with being itinerant. And uh, and also want to talk about what it's like to pastor itinerants when you are a senior leader of a church and you have people in in your church who may travel, who may be itinerant uh, in ministry and some of the complications that may come uh, with that. um, Some of the things that pastors may look for. When it comes to itinerant ministers, uh, because you got different types of itinerants, you may have people who may have been um, traveling. They may have been itinerant before even joining your church. And uh, and sometimes with those types of itinerants, they may come and they may feel as if um, they don't have to let you know what's going on. Um, They don't have to let their local church know what's going on uh, simply because they've been doing it before they join. And then you may have people who may have began their itinerant ministry um, at your church or from your church, meaning that maybe they uh, have grown from a place of immaturity and they've they uh, they've grown. They've increased in their grace. They've increased in their maturity. They've increased in their wisdom. And people start requesting for them to come to minister at different events. And uh, how as a senior leader. How do you deal with that? How do you how do you uh, are, you know, are there things that you set in place? Are there structures or protocols, whatever the case may be, um, that you set in place uh, for these itinerants? And um, I've had uh, I've had I've had conversations and I've actually experienced um, some of the highs and lows of pastoring an itinerant and, and actually being itinerant within a local church um, that I served in uh, as well. People start requesting for me to come and speak. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to talk to you today about some of the things that you are to, uh, kind of look for some of the things that we experience, 
um, on both sides of it. Now, I want to open up and I want to talk about pastors who don't like having itinerant ministers within their church. And um, on one side, what you see is that there are some leaders who just honestly just may be controlling. They just may want to control the scenario. They may want to be um, the one who uh, who who their church looks to as the minister, as the one who has the word of God in his or her mouth. And uh, honestly, these types of leaders, um, they typically build their church around a one man model where everything probably revolves around them. And uh, and sometimes what I've seen is that there may be leaders who may have a Saul syndrome as well. Now, I want to say this: just because you're a senior leader doesn't mean you're the most gifted person in your church. Just because you're a senior leader doesn't mean that you're you're the most intelligent one in your church. Doesn't mean that you're you're the one who has the greatest grace or level of capacity within your church. If you are a leader, um, you're going to attract other leaders. If you're a leader, if you're a great speaker, you're going to attract other great speakers. If you're a teacher, you're probably going to attract other teachers. And to be quite honest, one of the things that you have to look for as a teacher is to make sure that you're not controlling people and trying to dominate over people's graces. And uh, with something that I call the Saul syndrome, the Saul syndrome. Um, uh, those of you who know the story of Saul and David, David was, the, excuse me, Saul was the first king of Israel. David was the king who came uh, and uh, and and arose to the ranks of king after Saul. And one of the things that began to happen is uh, the people of Israel began to cry out. Saul is slain as thousands, but David is ten thousands. And, and Saul got jealous. Saul tried to kill David on many occasions out of jealousy because of the recognition that David was giving uh, was getting because of the grace that rested upon his life. And honestly, there's some leaders today who just have the Saul syndrome. They just they just they just don't want to feel like um, the people are no longer cheering their name the loudest. So what they'll try to do is control the scenario. Uh, a, a leader or someone at their church may have a speaking engagement and they're automatically shutting it down. No, they're automatically spreading uh, lies or rumors or um, they're automatically trying to get uh, uh, trying to shut doors for that individual. Uh, so sometimes that happens within ministries and it's not healthy. It's not a healthy model. It's not a healthy thing to experience. It's not a healthy thing to see. And uh, if you are in a church like that, you got to pray. You got to really pray because what you don't want to be uh, is controlled by leadership. Now, um, on the other end, on the other spectrum, what I've seen uh, is uh, from a pastor's perspective, is not always control. Sometimes it can be control, and you have to discern what's one or the other. Is but it's not always control. Oftentimes, one of the things that itinerants have to understand is when you join a local church, regardless of, especially if you were traveling before, if you had an itinerant ministry and you were already out there, you're already speaking, you're already singing, you're already ministering. One of the things that you have to understand is once you join a local church, what you're doing is you are connecting yourself with the vision. You're connecting yourself with the vision. Not only that, but I would think that if you join a local church, you're joining a place that you trust to keep you accountable. You're joining a place that you trust to uh, uh, to help you remain healthy spiritually, to help you remain healthy relationally, to help you remain healthy or get you healthy or functional uh, in your soul. Uh, I would I would think 
that if you join a local church, you would trust your leadership, you would trust your senior leadership, you would trust your leadership team um, that's been set in place in that local church. And it's not always control. It's not always a leader trying to shut you down. Sometimes what it is just to give you perspective from a from a from a pastor's uh, uh, perspective Sometimes it's them wanting to keep you accountable. And this is why I want to I want to read Acts chapter 15, 24 and 25 really quick. And it says, since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such command. It seemed good to us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Now, honestly, what this is saying is that there there, there are people uh, what they were experiencing back then were people that were going to into churches and that was preaching a gospel that was saying different things that were doing different things, commanding different things that did not come from the apostles of Jesus Christ. That did not come from the from the church of Jerusalem. They were commanding them to be circumcised. They were saying you have to keep the law. And what the apostles were saying is we didn't give any such commandment. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you people who have been affirmed by us. We're going to send you people who are trusted by us. We're going to send you people uh, who we recognize uh, in order to show you the way of Jesus Christ, the way of the gospel. How does that relate to us today? There are many times today where uh, 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 leaders have to trust churches and senior leaders. They have to they have to protect the name of their church. They have to protect their own personal name because just because you're itinerant, it doesn't mean that they understand or they know or even uh, uh, or even believe in the doctrines that you preach. Just because you, I, I've seen many people uh, uh, go into other churches preaching itinerantly and they're saying, I want to give honor to my pastor. I want to give honor to my church. And your church has no clue that you're even ministering. Your pastor has no clue that you're even itinerant. And now you didn't you didn't you've gave credit to your pastor. You've gave credit to your church. And then you getting up there and you shipwrecking churches. You're getting out there and you are you're preaching uh, uh, heretical doctrines. You're preaching doctrines that that are not biblically sound. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're manipulating people trying to get money and all kinds of things. And the fact of the matter is that it is important when you join a local church, that your pastor, that your leadership, um, that they understand the grace of God that's on your life. And not only that, that they affirm the grace of God that's on your life. Now I'm gonna give you my personal story. I came out of a ministry and maybe I'm just old school or whatever the case may be. But early on in my in my late teens and my early 20s, uh, when I would get engagements to go speak places and I get invitations to go minister, I would honestly I would I would ask whoever's inviting me. I'm not saying this is what you all have to do, but I would whoever was inviting me, I would send a, I would I would have them reach out to my pastor and my pastor would honestly he's never really told me no. Uh, he's always allowed me to go and to minister and things like that, uh, uh, unless he had like some, uh, unless he had like uh, some knowledge about the church or the, or the or the ministry, something that dealt with integrity or whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, my my experience is that I've never really been told no, you cannot do this. Uh, but my protocol was that I would always forward whoever's inviting me, and I would always see what my leadership thought about it. 
And uh, it, it was to a point to where my pastor told me, Isaac, you know, you don't have to always come to me. You know, you don't always have to send me these. It got to a point to where there was trust that was built within the relationship between me and my pastor. And and he told me, hey, I trust you. Even still, when I would get invitations, I was still not necessarily it got to a point where I didn't necessarily ask for permission, but I will always make them aware of what I was doing, where I was going, where I was invited, um, just so that there was a sense of accountability, accountability. So what we have to look at a lot of times is, am I do I want to be accountable? Sometimes uh, out of a lack of wanting to be accountable, I've seen people leave churches that are trying to keep them accountable and go to maybe a larger church or whatever the case may be. That way they can do what they want to do and not have to report and not have to uh, uh, not have to be accountable to your senior leadership. And as a senior leader, the only like leaders who really have the heart of God, all they want is to know that the people that they pastor are being accountable. Most of them, real leaders, if they, uh, especially after there's been a rapport that's been built, uh, most leaders will not stop you from going out. They will not try to shut your engagements down or anything like that unless they feel like there is some type of an alarm or something that they want you to be aware of. Uh, maybe the leader or the church has a bad name or whatever the case may be. But when you talk about submitting to a local church, and your senior leaders having a you giving them a level of authority. I want to make clear that authority is not control. Authority is the responsibility that you give them to serve you. Let me say that again. When we talk about uh, submitting to a local church or giving leadership a level of authority. No one can take authority. Authority can only be given. So when you give your leadership a sense of authority, what you're doing is you're giving them the responsibility to serve you because all leaders are servants. So if I'm leading a, 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 a itinerants um, or if I'm pastoring itinerants, my responsibility is to help these itinerants, these 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 uh, these members of the church to become who God has called them to be. And sometimes it's not going to always be yeses. Sometimes there may be no. Sometimes there may be proceed with cautions <laughs> uh, involved in the relationship. But um, the fact of the matter is that there has to be accountability that's in place in order to protect uh, you, in order to protect the pastor, in order to protect the church name. Again, I've seen people go out in the name of the church, in the name of the pastor. They give them credit. They do it so it looks like that they have some sense of accountability, but they really don't. They shipwreck these churches. Now, all of a sudden, this ministry that brought you in to minister to them uh, and you wreck them. Now, all of a sudden, they have a bad taste in their mouth about your church. They have a bad taste in their mouth about what type of leadership you may submit to. And, 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 uh, and it's not about that. It's about accountability. And, I, and again, this is Church Talk with Isaac. So I'm going to talk about different things. But in this one, I'm dealing with itinerance. It's about it's about accountability. It's about uh, it's about relationship. It's about communication. So listen, I hope this is something I added a little bit of insight regarding that. I've never really heard anyone publicly address protocols or and I'm not now. Listen, I'm not saying that you have to set up a, a specific type of protocol. I didn't say anything about a protocol. I know churches that have very strict protocols. 
I have I I know churches that that has relational uh, based uh, uh, processes in place. Uh, uh, and it just depends on the relationship of the individual. So I'm not saying you have to set a specific type of protocol in place. I am saying that if you are itinerant, that um, it's honorable for you to be accountable to your local church when you are a part of a local church. Don't let pride keep you and and and, and that oh I've been doing this for 30 years. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been I've been doing this before I got well, when you decided to come to a local church and you decided to submit yourself to that local church, you decided to become a part of that local ch- church, you plugged yourself into a vision and hopefully you plugged yourself in to be planted somewhere. So and 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 if you're there, hopefully you believe that there's something there that you can grow and learn from. So uh, I just want to leave you with that. Listen, thank you again for tuning in to Church Talk with Isaac. Uh, I want to say this. I appreciate all of you who stream, who listen, share this, let, um, uh, share our podcast, share church talk with Isaac. And, uh, and, uh, I also appreciate our supporters. If you want to be a blessing to church talk with Isaac and you want to sow financially, uh, it helps us to keep this going. Uh, it's not, it's not free to, to, uh, 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 to get this this information out here, uh, so so donations and seeds are uh, are something that we really appreciate here with Church Talk with Isaac. You can go to IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and uh, and uh, and uh, we would we would love uh, for you to sow. And I would love to hear from you if you have any uh, suggestions of topics or anything that you like to hear. I would love to hear from you. I love to hear your thoughts and and uh, let's keep this ball rolling. All right, thank you all for rocking with me. Know that I rock with you. And uh, I pray y'all have a great week. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.